Dave Okarigi steps up once again in the Merseyside derby. Burnley are fighting for their lives and City play out a blockbuster week. This is the It's Football Day podcast, episode number 81. Let's have some fun. It's football day. That's right, a blockbuster week. City had the most goals of the week when you think about it, but... It was a good weekend all round for football, wasn't it? It wasn't too bad. We had a like we discussed before, a couple fruity games in the build up to the weekend, a couple derbies, couple big rivalries. And uh yeah, I don't think any of the games that I watched, especially on T V, really disappointed. So yeah, it was uh it was an entertaining weekend as normal of football. Definitely, and it started off at twelve thirty on Saturday with Arsenal versus Man United, an old great rivalry. Wenger versus Ferguson, but now it's Arteta versus Ralph Rangnick. And Arsenal, after winning their last two games, have won three on the bounce after previously losing four on the bounce. And they did beat Man United 3-1. I don't think the scoreline necessarily suggests how the game went, as United did have a lot of good chance in the first half and a stonewall penalty denied from a Cedric handball. That was mad. Yeah, I I still don't know how that wasn't quite given, and I I think the the Arsenal penalty in the first half was uh, I think it was a little bit fifty fifty. I think it was just probably just a penalty, um, but yeah, I, I think Man U played really well. I think Ronaldo played really well in this game. Like you said, I don't think three one quite reflects how the game went, but. Arsenal, I think, in like the mid part of the the match, either side of half time, were you know the by far the better team and Man United, they just they just look so far off of it. Like you're sort of not surprised about you know losing here to Arsenal and Scott McTominay can moan and cry all he wants, but if the performance isn't out there on the pitch, is I don't really know what you uh, have to expect. And then obviously, Arsenal are two one up and then Man United do get the penalty, which is a penalty. And Bruno fluffs his lines and smashes against the post, and then Arsenal go up the other end, and Xhaka scores an absolute rocket of a goal. Um, yeah, just I, I, I think Man United seasons it's over. Uh, there's definitely no no sort of way back for them for top four. I don't, I don't think, and I think their best, to be honest, Man United's best option right now, I think, is to just keep losing games to avoid Europa League conference or Europa League even. <laughs> just end up in like eighth or ninth or something. I mean, I'd rather be eighth and have no European football than be in the Europa League or Europa League Conference, to be honest. Well, if you look at it now, that's exactly what Arsenal did. They didn't get any European football this year and they're really pushing for fourth. They look like the front runners after the Spurs result of the weekend, which we will come on to. So they are looking like the front runners at the moment and no European football has allowed them to do that because all of their players are you know less tired they're they're all quite young as well so dealing with all of that uh like all of that at the same time can be quite stressful um in relation to the young players one player for Arsenal that really confuses me is this Nuno Tavares because like one minute he'll be brilliant like he scored a goal great follow-up from a Saka shot and then he's just shit yeah, I think he's a bit of a mixed bag. I feel like he's a bit of an Emerson Royale. Like, I generally think he's a he's shit, yeah. but he's just, like, crops up in the right places and at the right time. I mean, the goal in the first... Was it, like, two minutes or something, I want to say? It was Sorry straight like, away. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. 
Um, like De Gea palms it and he's, he's sort of there to tap him and then the rest of the game was just downhill for him. He was so bad. Um, so yeah, I, I know what you mean. Mixed reviews. I don't think he has like a long-term future at the club. At least not what from I've seen from Arsenal fans and speaking with some Arsenal fans. I don't think they're too fond of him. But, you know, he, he did the job at the weekend, got a goal. Um, yeah, that's all he can do. Definitely, and you said him. You mentioned him in the the chat earlier. Scott McTominay was absolutely seething. I think he said like balls about four times. Like we ain't got the balls. Have you got the balls? I think it was like, a great in interview. interview. It was mad. I think it was uh, it was really interesting to hear. Like he was very genuine and had no filter, which is I think what most people want to hear. Um, but I think some of his comments just like I, like what do you expect like you can say it but if you don't actually prove it out on the pitch which man united just aren't it's, it just seems to be no sort of chemistry between them i feel like there's too many egos out there like bruno he's come in he's been their star man and it's just not gone his way and he seems to be throwing his toys out the pram uh sancho i think sancho's an absolutely quality player but it's just like similar to bruno it's not been his season um so yeah i think Man, you need to have a fat clear out. We say this every week. They need a fat clear out, but it's true. They've got Ten Hag in now, who I think will revitalise a lot, change a lot of the structure. Um, but again, I still don't see anyone, like not even Chelsea, getting close to the likes of Man City and Liverpool. I think they are just so far ahead of anyone that it almost makes coming third, fourth, fifth, sixth look you know, like a, a good result when in theory they're first and second and I can see that being the case for the next few seasons. So I wouldn't be too optimistic with Ten Hag coming in for Man U, to be honest. Well, at least Donny van der Beek will actually get a game because uh, he was under Ten Hag at Ajax yeah, he, he when was. they got to the semis. He's a big fan of him and he, he's a great player. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how they get on. But yeah, another loss for Man United. Uh, we'll go on to the next game from Super 6, which was uh, a derby, a uh, Midlands derby. It was Leicester versus Aston Villa, two teams who, yeah, I don't think I've got really too much to play for at this stage of the season. I think it's more just about, obviously, Leicester in their uh, Europa League conference charge in the semi-finals, um, And then Aston Villa, yeah, out of all competitions, safe for another season in the Premier League. Do you think Villa have gone under the radar a little bit? I don't think it's been talked about how poor they have been over recent weeks. Like, it's really not gone well for them. Um, but I think 0-0 away at Leicester, was, I think it was... It felt like a little bit of an exhibition match when I was watching the highlights. Like, no one was too up for it and there wasn't that much on the line, like I said. So, yeah, I think 0-0 probably is a bit of a fair reflection. Yeah, definitely. It did feel like an exhibition. I think the reason why they go under the radar is because they'll have one really good game where like Coutinho will shine and score like, yeah. like two or three. And then the rest of it, they just yeah they, they just fall under the radar because they are now in like 15th or something, which is yeah, yeah, a down massive drop-off. A team that are not dropping off anytime soon. And after this win, we're up to ninth. Here we go. How are the two? Newcastle United, 3-0 against Norwich. Job done, mate. Yeah, I think you you said this would be the case. You would batter Norwich, and that's exactly what you did. And I know that Newcastle do get a lot of criticism because they spent like what ninety five hundred million in January. But I think the turnaround has been insane since Eddie Howe has come in. Obviously, a bit of a rough start. I think losing the first couple, but then you know got the signings in, got the team chemistry back, got the fans more on side with him. And yeah, I think 
he is sitting very pretty at that Newcastle team. And I know it was said when he first came in that, you know, he'll be there for a season or two, but I think he's got it so bang on so far with not just signings but the players that they had already there. I think it'd be I think it'd be silly to start considering candidates like Pochettino, Conte, Jose I've seen as well. Like I'd keep I'd keep him. Like he's he's done brilliant and I think he's only gonna get better. Definitely, when he signed, and obviously there's evidence of this because I said it on on a, on a recorded podcast. Yeah. And when he signed for us, I said my only worry with Eddie Howe is at Bournemouth they scored a lot of goals, but they conceded a lot. But what we have done is we really have tightened defensively. And one thing that is quite annoying as a Newcastle fan, obviously I'm going to defend my team, and everyone's obviously on Twitter saying we bought safety stuff like that. Yes, we spent money. I understand that. However. You look at the players that we did buy. Everyone laughed at us when we signed Dan Byrne from Brighton. Look what he's done for us. He's been incredible. People laughed when we signed Matt Target, realistically, because he was a a left-back that left Villa, um, who were like a middling table, because they brought a better left-back in in Luca Dean. I don't see what Luca Dean has done for Villa since um, he's come in, but look what Matt Target's done for us. We've kept so many clean sheets since then. Um, Trippier, everyone was like, he's only gone for the money. He ain't even been part of the team most of it. Yeah. And then again, Bruno Gilmaresh, which realistically I understand is a player that was up, like a top six team was looking for in Arsenal. He's on the radar of some big clubs and we were the ones who were lucky enough to sign him. He scored in this game and he does have that bit of quality. But he didn't play the first four or five games because Joe Linton, Joe Willock and John Joe Shelby were keeping him out of the team. So, like... What Eddie Howe has done is he's made the players we already had better. Fabian Scher has been one of our best centre-backs since he came in. Joel Linton has had the maddest resurgence of any player I've ever seen, scoring two goals in this (laughs) game. So, yeah, whilst I understand everyone's going to criticise you for spending money, we bought Chris Wood in January and he's got one goal for us. Our our goals have come from two from Joel Linton in this one. Bruno Gimaresh has scored here. Fabian Scher's got a couple since Eddie Howe's come in. So, I think... It doesn't completely tell the whole story. But at the end of the day, we're in night, so I couldn't give a shit, mate. Your opinion don't matter. Are we good? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say in your opinion. I meant like everyone. No, I know, I know, like, I know. You know, those little... Yeah. It's because like we're getting a lot of criticism for the team photo that we do after every win. Am I the only one Have that's not a Newcastle fan that doesn't mind that? I quite like it. Well, I read this really like interesting thread about like what, uh, like what it actually does, and realistically, I f- what I, I think and what this other person thinks is, we were in a relegation battle where we were basically at the end of or like nineteenth, twentieth. Now the only time you see a team squad photo realistically is when you win a cup final, is when you win something. Okay, we've not been accustomed to that as Newcastle fans for so long because we ain't won fuck all. The last thing we won was the Intertoto Cup in two thousand and six, but no one cares about that. The what? So, the Intertoto Cup, it was like a pre-season cup, mate. Oh, it was terrible. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, like, we're, we're not accustomed to that. But I think what Eddie Howe's kind of instilled in everyone is that when he came in, every single game we had was a cup final. We needed to be winning these games. If we, if we don't win them, we're not going to stay in the Premier League. So, I think that's what it's kind of instilled that... that you know, solidarity in a team. It's not just the 11 players and the subs. It's everyone. It's the kit men. It's everyone that travels with us. Um, yeah, it, it's every single part of that team. Everyone's a vital part of it. And I love the photos and long may they continue. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's just people got too much time. Like, I think it's weird to be annoyed at a photo like that. Like, you, it's you know, it's the Premier League. It's the top league in the world. If if a team that's having like a big resurgence and a whole new development want to do, it, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. I just think it's strange. Like, who cares? Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I don't, I, don't, I haven't got a problem with it at all. Um, but then yeah, we'll we'll move on. Um, so we've had Burnley versus Wolves as well in Super Six. So Burnley, who you know under new management, which did raise a few eyebrows with Sean Dyche being sacked. To be honest, it seems to be going their way since one draw, two wins, and another win at the weekend here against Wolves one nil. Um, and they did swap places and. They are now out of the relegation zone, so maybe it was the right thing to do in sacking Dutch. But uh, you know, Wolves are no pushovers, and yeah, they, they've won. Uh, you know, another game as well. Classic Burnley one nil win. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I was really like Everton will not go down, but we'll get on to Everton's game at the weekend. But it is, it is going to be touch and go. I think between them two. Yeah, it is looking really ropey, and like I said. Um... I, I thought if, well, I said this pre-Dites getting sacked, I thought Burnley did have a very good chance to stand up because these players are used to fighting for their lives, whereas the Everton team, they weren't signed to be in relegation battles. I don't think Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, bloody Alan had ever thought they'd be in a relegation battle when they signed for Everton. Mm-hmm. So do they have that passion and desire and fight to stay up? I didn't think they did. And they've really started to prove that. Again, Lampard, what does he know about being in a relegation battle? He was at Chelsea for the most of his career. And then he managed Derby, who were fighting for promotion that year. And then Chelsea, who were fighting for like top spot. So what do these men know about fighting for your lives in the Premier League? And that's why I think Burnley, have they've got a better chance at the moment. I'm worried. But also Leeds, are, we said last week, Leeds are safe. That they're not. They're really Do you not, not think? No, they're like only I think it's either three points off of Burnley, but their next games are Chelsea, Liverpool and City. Yeah, I saw they have a quite a horrible run in. Um yeah, so, I haven't really heard anyone mention Palace, Leeds. That... Say again. I haven't really heard anyone mention about Leeds being in danger, to be honest. That's the thing, I think because they got those two vital wins, we were like, Oh yeah, they're they're fine. Yeah. Like they beat Norwich 2-1 and then they beat, beat Wolves who was it? They away 3-2. They beat Wolves yeah. away. And then I can't remember who else they beat, but yeah. They beat someone 3-0 and I can't remember who it was. It might have been Southampton actually. Um, and yeah, the, everyone was like, they're safe, but they were, they're five points clear at the moment and they could have been seven points clear if they beat Palace, which we'll speak about in a moment. But mm. yeah, the, they could get dragged right into it with four games left. Well, well, we'll briefly move away before we get on to Everton and the relegation battle a bit more. We did have one uh, another derby at the weekend, which was Chelsea-West Ham. Um, yeah, I think you know West Ham started with a lot of their main starters on the bench, obviously resting them for the big game against Frankfurt, which is tonight, which you'll know the result of tomorrow. Um, and... Yeah, it was it was a scrappy game. We won a penalty at the end, which was unfortunately saved by Fabianski. as a terrible attempt from Jorginho. And then the ball's out wide to Alonso, pulls it back, and Pulisic sort of saves us in the last minute to, to give us the win, which is, you know, it's always nice 
we're not in that position really where we're fighting for anything. But I think you know, wins a win. You uh, we'll, we'll definitely take it. So, and yeah, I think West Ham's main focus is obviously the uh, the Europa League with the the two legs against Frankfurt. So I don't think they can have any issues with that. Obviously, Dawson was sent off, which does mean that they have no fit centre backs for the Premier League. But yeah, obviously, if they can you know win the Europa League and secure Champions League spot, it'd be insane to be honest it would be absolutely mental and i i really am hoping that they that they uh that they win the europa league but it's not going to be easy but yeah we'll move back onto the relegation uh battle now we obviously did have liverpool versus everton in a merseyside derby at the weekend and you know to be fair to everton they did hold out for quite a while i think it was around 70th minute and they got to nil nil uh a lot of controversy surrounding gordon in this one dive in yellow cards Mane could he have been sent off for I think it was a finger in Holgate's eye uh, which you're always going to get controversy in these derbies but ultimately Liverpool just showed more more class and you know Robertson gives them the lead to to make it 1-0 and then I'm trying to think who got the second goal was it I feel like it was I actually don't know who was it I can't remember Divock Origi, mate. It's ah, yes, 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 yeah, of course. Silly me, silly me. Was uh, big Divock at the end. He loves a goal against Everton and Pickford in front of the cop. And yeah, I think they just made Everton's life just a whole lot more miserable. 2-0. They continue their title charge. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking good for Everton. Did you see Jamie Carragher when he literally said... If this isn't Everton, Divock's not getting on the pitch. He's not getting on the pitch. It's true. It's true. He's not wrong, to be fair. Um, I know he, he was very. Shouldn't ever commentate a Liverpool game again, though. He was so oh, no. biased. Whose like, it was idea really was bad that? How biased he was. Like he needs to learn a thing from Gary Neville. Gary Neville, I always feel he's normally very neutral and he's very very good, but. I think like there's a lot riding on these games because he was an Everton fan growing up, played for Liverpool. Liverpool now in a title challenge as well. Like, yeah, it's a bad idea, bad decision, and I've seen a lot of people not happy about it. But you know, I, I guess when you're as passionate as someone like Carragher, yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit too hard for him. But yeah, two 0 Liverpool, good result. Um, shall we go over points wise how we did for Super Six for the weekend? Yeah, sound. Uh, so I got two exact results, right? I said Newcastle oh, would win fuck. 3-0 and Burnley would win 1-0. And Oof. then I got Liverpool-Everton uh, right because I said, I said 2-0, but, uh, 3-0, but it was 2-0. So I got 12 points. Okay, nice. I Same to you, got Burnley bang on. I said they would win 1-0. And then <laughs> I said Newcastle would also win. So I only managed to get seven this week. So nice little gap you've opened up again. Yeah, five points ahead now because uh, I did. We didn't actually say it last week uh, because we had so much to talk about. But with your ten and four points, mm. you actually drew level with me. Okay, um, nice. So you caught up, but now I've just extended a gap five points now because of that. So it's all to play for right at the end. It is all to play for. Um, yeah. Um, well, I didn't realise. I thought the gap was more than that. To be fair, so I'll take that. But we'll pr- we'll quickly now just go over the other f- results from the weekend. We had City versus Watford, five-one City. Not really going to gloss over this. Stunning goal by Rodri. Classic City versus Watford score. To be honest, uh, then we did have Brighton versus Southampton in uh, a bit of a goal fest, two apiece here. Um, some nice little goals. James Ward-Prowse doing what James Ward-Prowse does. He just scores bangers and bangers. And then you know Manchester United in a rocky patch. You know, you'd think Spurs would really bounce back, but Spurs are just Spurs. They they are lucky to have even got a point away to Brentford. Ivan Tony smashing the post right at the depth, which 
yeah, definitely saved them. Ericsson having a fantastic game against his old club as well was great to see. And then finally, like you did briefly mention, was Crystal Palace versus Leeds, another nil-nil. Um, and yeah, we'll have to see with Leeds. I think nobody's really, like we said, discussing them to go down. I need to, I do need to check the table again. I hope Leeds stay up because they are very entertaining. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see Leeds stay up, but Palace were the better team in this, just couldn't find that goal. Zaha, I think, is just a little bit too selfish sometimes. I get he is yeah. one of the better players in that team, but there's so many opportunities where he just pop-shotted it um, to try and catch Melier out, and he just didn't do it. Um, the only thing I'm going to say here, mate, how are you glazing over what Gabriel Jesus getting four goals for City? What a boy. Um, but when was the last time City played Watford and there wasn't at least 12 goals in the game? Yeah, but, but I, do you know what? This game only showed me that what uh, City can be got at more than Liverpool. This this thing, I think City can be got at because they were exposed quite a few times. If it weren't for Watford being so shy in front of goal... Dennis could have had like two, but he just took so long doing everything in this game. Um, yeah. Don't City will always score more goals than you. They were brilliant, but they can be got at with a better team. Yeah, I think so. But when if that's the case and you're still able to put five in the back of the net up the other end, I don't think it really matters as much. I mean, we'll sort of get onto that with the Champions League for City. Uh, in fact, we'll do that right now. Should we go into Champions League? I think we've pretty much glazed over all the Premier League football. Cool. Right. 100% let's do it. Champions League. That's right. This week we did have the Champions League semi-finals and there were some big games. We had Manchester City versus Real Madrid and Liverpool versus Villarreal. So we will so two English clubs versus two Spanish clubs. Massive. Mm-hmm. So one of two English clubs will be in the final or two Spanish clubs will be in the final. Who knows? But at the Etihad Seven goals went in. It was mad. 4-3 to Manchester City. And what a game this was. It was a mad game. Yeah, it had everything. I, To be honest, I thought City would blow Real Madrid out of the water. And to be honest, they were 2 up in the first 10 minutes. Mares has a fantastic opportunity to put it on a plate for Foden and he doesn't make that chance. And... There's, there's, there was other chances as well in the first half of them. It could have been four or five nil, I think, come half time. But you know, Mendy puts in a great little cross, and it's, it's not even a chance. And Benzema somehow just digs it out and scores a fantastic goal, like in air, uh, puts it past Edison to make it two one. Going to the break at two one, and it's sort of like, oh, will City be able to come out? They looked a little bit killed off. Uh, the momentum wasn't really there after Benzema scored, and then you know they make it back to three one from Foden. But then Benzema, you know, the ball goes up the other end. And, uh, well, I say that. Man City already had enough injuries in terms... Well, they had Cancelo suspended, Walker out injured. And then John Stones filtered in at right back, had to come off. And then, of all people, you don't want Fernandinho playing at right back. The ball's out on the left-hand side with Vinicius. He absolutely sells him a dream. Vinicius, he is brilliant. He is going to be one of the best. And he just, running with the ball... It's still quicker than obviously the defenders trying to chase him, which is which is mad. It is so hard to sprint at that speed and carry the ball yeah. towards Edison at the angle, places it past him to make it three two. Uh, it's a fantastic goal, and then you know City sort of respond quite quickly and make it four uh, two. I can't keep up with this game to be honest. And then of course Real Madrid do get 
quite a, a fortunate penalty. I think Laporte's got his arm up in a stupid position, which it doesn't need to be in. And then, well, do, do you want to talk about this Benzema penalty? Because I thought it was absolutely disgusting. Uh, as Lee Hendry said, does Edison want some salt and vinegar with that chip? Oh. How are you that cool in the 82nd minute in front of all those fans to Penenka, one of the best keepers in the world? That, mad. And I heard as well that he'd missed his last two penalties, I think, in La Liga. So his confidence can't oh, really? have been through the roof. But oh, when it, uh, you just have to appreciate that and admire it because it's just... I could, I generally was gobsmacked. I could not believe he did that. That is just the sauciest thing that Kareem Benzema could have done. He he is one of the... We've said it on here. He gets so underrated how great he is as a player um, and how great he is as a striker. And he just continues to... I think he's like 34 years old and he's continuing to do it at the highest level. I know, and I know. Like you said, he can make a chance out of anything. And for so long at Real Madrid, he wasn't the star man because you had, you know, Ronaldo came in, Bale come in. But now he is there on his own. He is their man. Like, mm-hmm. he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. And I think Real Madrid are only going to strengthen in the summer. They will get Mbappe. And I, to be honest, with how good Benzema is as a sole striker, I think they'll probably use Mbappe as a right winger. So they'll have Vinicius on the left, Benzema down the middle, and then Mbappe on the right, potentially. I, I don't know. They normally do play a 4-3-3 Real Madrid. They're sort of famous for, for that formation. So, um, But oh, they're, I mean, obviously, they, they did lose the game, so it is advantage City, but I think it's all to play for at the Bernabeu. And i really don't know i kind of wanted city to go through because i feel like they're the only team out of the three that can challenge liverpool to to win it but well, i mean when we see the talent that benzema can produce and the fact they've got the flair and vinicius i think it's uh yeah it's still well open definitely and speaking of liverpool there next up the other game on the wednesday night was liverpool versus villarreal and Villarreal held off for quite a long time into the second half. But then oh, I think it was like two goals in two minutes. Yeah. Sadio Mane and an own goal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. Liverpool 2-0 up, going to Villarreal. And with Villarreal only getting two shots on target in the quarterfinals, I cannot see them um, beating Liverpool, I'll be honest. Yeah, no, this this uh, we won't gloss over this one too much because it's pretty black and black and white I think Liverpool are there they're, they're, this tie is over um, I think Villarreal obviously put up more of a fight in the uh, in the home leg but you know Liverpool just need one for Villarreal to need you know to get three to go to just extra time and I just don't see it happening so yeah Liverpool are there and then I think yeah it all just rides on the winner of the City-Real Madrid game to defi- de- decide who's going to be in Paris for the final um, but with that being said it is starting to get a little bit more scary that Liverpool could potentially be doing a quadruple here, which will just be hands down probably the greatest team in football. I think you can't win the quadruple and not be classed as it. I think it just, I, I whether they will though, is is obviously a whole other factor. But it is it's on. It's very it's it can happen. Hundred percent. They're in every competition. Like they're looking like they're likely to be in the final of the Champions League. They're right in the race for the Premier League, and they're in the final for the FA Cup. 
um, against Chelsea, who are hit and miss in finals. You know, they won the Champions miss. League final, but they lost. There's no hit. There's miss Sagan. in final in in English yeah. domestic finals. There's just it's just yeah. all miss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they they could do it, and wow, our, Liverpool fans will. There can be a nightmare to listen to after time, but God, they'll be intolerable I just don't want it to happen I would love Real Madrid to win the Champions League but I just don't think they're good enough to beat Liverpool so <laughs> come on City <laughs> <laughs> then of course with Premier League action does come fantasy football um, so far we do have one extra game from the double game weeks for Manchester United and Chelsea this evening at Old Trafford um, but yeah I think the average over the weekend was just 40 points. It was quite a low-scoring weekend. I think this was one where you needed to have a few gems to be able to stand out from the crowd. And one man who I think definitely had that, he's got in his notes here, manager of the week, two weeks running the arrogant prick, is Lewis with 70 points. Do you want to talk us through how you did that? I uh, just want to say thank you to all my fans out there. Yeah, uh, no, it was um, Saka <laughs> banging it, Salah banging it, mm-hmm. uh, St. Maxim banging it. I'm not saying Maxim, sorry. Bruno Gimaresh banging it, sorry. Uh, Ronaldo obviously got the goal and he's got he's my only player left to play. Um, I've got him left to play still tonight against Chelsea. Yeah. So hopefully he does get a goal. And then, yeah, Schmeichel, Target and Alexander-Arnold all keeping clean sheets. So I've done pretty well. But I've, I've lined myself up for the next two weeks because I know Chelsea have got a double game week coming. I know Leicester have got a double game week coming. And I've still got my bench boost left to play. So, yeah, mm. it's looking tasty. Mm. Yeah, you are, you're slowly creeping up the table. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to you're wait. You're in fourth now. You're in fourth? Yeah. You're above me? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, wait, am I f- I'm full fourth, fifth. You're, f- you're third, aren't you? Oh, my third. I thought it was fourth. Oh, okay, sorry, cool, I'm cool. fifth. I'm fifth at the moment and I'm 15 points behind fourth and then I'm only about, actually I'm about 32 points off of you. Oh, fucking miles, mate. (laughs) I've got a bench boost left to play though, lad. Oh, I've got a bench boost. Okay, well, we'll see how well you can use that in the double game. I I do know there's a lot of double game weeks coming up. I know City have just got one announced, which could be huge because, you know, they've still got a, they're going to have to win every single game now from the end of the season to guarantee the Premier League. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if Jesus wants to turn up in those ones. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, we're slowly coming to the end of what I think has been a challenging FPL season uh, with, obviously, cancellations, postponements, with COVID. No strikers standing out this season. If any are listening, you've all been shit. And it's all about having five in midfield this year. It really has been, and next week I will have five in midfield. Yeah, so. I think yeah, I think really, everyone it really will. has been about that. I've got fucking Broyer and Weghoost in my team. Like, if you'd have told me at the start of the season, I don't even think I knew they existed at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My my team coming up for this week. My two strikers are. To be fair, it's quite. I've got Ronaldo and Enketia. Enketia is an interesting one. Well, I, I put Enketia in for the double game week that we had when I used my wild card. I only on put bench. him in because uh, I put him because he was cheap and I thought he'd be on the bench. Yeah. And then turns out Mikel Arteta had a full out with Lacazette. So he actually played, got goals, but it was on my bench. I put him in for this week, done fuck all. 
Yeah, that's Nketiah for you, though, isn't it? He's, he's uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> hot and cold. I mean, he, he he did have a goal, but it obviously got chalked off for a penalty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now fair play. We'll uh, we'll get on to other footballing news now. Cool. So running through the other football leagues, there's been a lot of up and down. Uh, throughout the football league, so Oldham are actually relegated to non-league football after 115 years in uh, the football leagues, which is mad. There were protests at the weekend. I think their game actually had to stop for quite a while as well. Um, there were crisp packets thrown on the the pitch for some reason. I don't crisp actually know packets. the reason why on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, Exeter got promoted to League 1 after 10 years of being stuck in League 2. So huge from them. However, the main one is the Championship at the moment. League 1's looking tasty as well with uh, obviously the run into the final games of the season. But Jesus Christ, that Championship looks very, very good. So as it stands, Fulham are top of the league. Could have won officially won the league the other day. Um, however... They lost to Nottingham Forest. Bournemouth were in second, who came down from 3-0 against Swansea to draw 3-0, which means they are three points ahead of Forest in third. However, we love narrative. The next game, Forest versus Bournemouth. That's their game in hand. They both have three games to go, and they play each other next. Oh, it's tasty, baby. It's tasty, baby. Yeah, I think the the running for the championship is always entertaining. So, yeah, I, I think we obviously look at, well, the title winners as uh, Fulham, then Bournemouth most likely to be automatically promoted. But, you know, subject to a lot of change. But I'm just looking forward to the playoffs. Is it is it still the same format? Is two legs home and away then the final at Wembley? Yeah, good. Keep it like that. Cause yeah. It's a good little format, that. Um yeah, and so far, the other three teams that make up the playoffs, so obviously Forrest are in there, three points behind um, Bournemouth in second, so still fighting for that automatic spot. But then with two games left, you've got Huddersfield, Luton and Sheffield United are in the playoffs. And then the main contenders look like Middlesbrough, uh, Millwall and Blackburn, who are just outside the playoffs, but are within a very good distance. I'm pretty sure QPR are in a good distance as well, but Sheffield United play QPR this weekend. I think on Friday night. So if Sheffield United win that, QPR won't have a chance realistically. Um, did you see Chris Wilder, obviously, who's now the manager of Middlesbrough? Uh, he keeps getting asked about Sheffield United results and he kept, he just was like, stop talking about Sheffield United. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think he does care. He will definitely be worried, but it makes it more entertaining. Oh, yeah, we're looking over his shoulder, 100%. <laughs> Yes, then finally, to conclude, as normal, we do have Super 6 for this weekend. Again, some more mouth-watering fixtures of football coming up. So to kick things off, we do have Lewis's Newcastle versus Liverpool. I'm going to go 2-0 Liverpool. I think they've got too much riding on these. Yeah, tough game at St James's Park. We play City straight after, so we have a say in the title race. So can we upset the apple cart after four wins in a row? Probably not, but I, I'm thinking 3-1. I think we might go up 1-0 and then they'll 
come into the game and win 3-1. Okay. I think we'll get an early goal. Okay, fair enough. I think, yeah, like you said, it'd be a good game because you, you guys are on real big form, but I think Liverpool just need this win so much more. So, yeah, fair enough. Then we've got Watford versus Burnley. Uh, Burnley, Watford pretty much down. Uh, Burnley on, you know, really good run of form and I think it's going to continue. I think they'll beat Watford 1-0. I am worried for Burnley on this one only because the last time they played a relegation rival it was Norwich and they lost 2-0 um, but I think another 1-0 win for the Clarets mm-hmm. yeah same same and then Leeds versus Manchester City I think similar to Liverpool you know away game really really got to win this or else the title charge just completely flips on its head so again I'm going to say 2-0 Man City 3-0 Man City. Mm-hmm. Three games and we've all predicted the away team to win so far. That is true. You know, I, that is, I'm about to make it four as well. We've got Everton versus Chelsea. And I either think we'll give them a sympathy 1-0 win or we'll batter them 3-0. So I've gone 3-0. I'm very, very tempted to go 1-0 Everton. Um, I just think, like they did against United, they did play really well against Liverpool. And I think you're so hit and miss at the moment, not really playing for anything. Oh, I'm I'm worried that they might just do a one nil on you. Yeah, I, I, I am gonna it. go for it. I'm gonna go. I might I might sit there with egg on my face, <laughs> but I'm gonna go one nil Everton. Yeah, I can I can see this game going going either way. Uh, then we've got Spurs versus Leicester. Yeah, Spurs really got to bounce back after dropping points away to Brentford. Leicester, like we said, not really playing for anything other than the Europa League conference. So I'm gonna go three one to Spurs. Uh, 2-0 for Spurs. Mm-hmm. They normally bounce back after a poor result. Yeah. Like they do. That's They're so inconsistent. Yeah. And then uh, the other team that's looking most likely for the top four spot, Arsenal, away to West Ham. West Ham, who will have just played their Europa League game and will have the uh, return fixture later on in the week. So I do think they'll play quite a weak team here against Arsenal. Uh, but I'm going to say 2-1 to Arsenal. Uh, 3-1 to Arsenal. Pretty much for all the same reasons you just said, I'll be honest. Yeah. Fair play. Perfect. And that wraps up episode number 81 of the It's Football Day podcast. Not many left of the season now. We are approaching May very, very fast. We're at the business end, as they say. The title race is alive. Top four is still alive. And the relegation battle is still alive. And luckily, so are we. You know where to find us by now. Uh, at At It's Football Day underscore on Instagram and Twitter at It's Football Day XI on Facebook. Thanks for listening as always, and we will see you next time. Do you ever just get in your car and think, fuck me! I cannot wait to get absolutely fucking legless tonight. <laughs>